0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Can't Stop Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop being warriors fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. Last week, I gave you a look at how the local police department treated our PI and Egypt's mother, Tina. This week, I will fill you in on our efforts to lessen the tension amongst the family and how those conversations went. I will also go into detail about our first meeting with the local police department, which ultimately began our fight for Michigan State Police to get involved. Are you ready? Let's do this. On Friday, October 12, 2018, 10 months after Dwayne and I began really digging deep into his sister's unsolved murder, we reached out to Egypt's father and stepmom to talk to them about some of the facts that we had discovered. We hesitated over and over again about setting this up because we knew what the consequences could be. It was extremely clear to us that many of Egypt's immediate family members and some of her friends were set on the theory that Egypt's ex-boyfriend, Kenny, was her killer. No one was going to change their minds, as they were very vocal about this theory on public outlets. He was the only person that could have gone inside her home, tied her up, and shot her. Leading up to this discussion, Dwayne and I had a nice relationship with Egypt's father and stepmom. We had gone to their house for dinner, they came to ours for dinner. In fact, my father and I went to a Detroit Tigers game with them and some of Egypt's friends to introduce a girl named Egypt Beer to the community. In September, I had sent an email to Egypt's stepmom, sisters, and some of her friends asking if we could all get together in person to connect and talk about how they know Kenny was the killer. Dee and I had been told multiple times that if we knew what they know, then we'd understand. We just didn't see the proof at this point, and we wanted to understand. Well, this idea was not welcomed by all, Oh, and I did offer to not attend if they'd prefer a family-only meeting, which was still a hard no by some. So that brings us to our dinner in October at Egypt's dad and stepmom's house. Anxiety and nerves were settling in all day, and it was a quiet 25-minute drive to their house. We knew this was going to be a very tough conversation. We had prepared questions and statements insinuating that they just might be wrong about Kenny. Again, we never said Kenny didn't kill Egypt. We just were not going to say that he did unless and until he was arrested and killed charged. Her stepmom welcomed us at the door, and we gave her a bottle of wine and a pot of mums. Her father got right to it. No hugs, no highs, no handshakes. White or red was the first thing out of his mouth. Uh, uh, (laughs) what the, what the fuck is he talking about? I'm white, but sometimes my face gets red. I was so confused. My blondness went away, and I realized. He was talking about wine, duh. Red, red wine, thanks. Phew, I nailed that one. Moving to the family room and kitchen area, I quickly noticed that there are five place settings. One, two, three, four people are here. Who is the fifth? Egypt's friend will be joining us, and that's great because now we can hear from her directly too. We engage in some small talk, and finally her friend arrives. She is high, and they continue to smoke. In hindsight, maybe this was our first clue that we were not going to be taken seriously. The conversation moves to the dinner table, and I offer to host Thanksgiving at my house, and that Dee and I will cook. Well, we all know that Dee will cook. Egypt's father quickly blurts out that he will not come over if Duane and Egypt's mother Tina is there. I'm telling you this because prior to us coming over, they made it very clear that we will not be discussing Tina at all. Weird, because we aren't the ones that brought her up. Egypt's friend spoke up and said she was there to address our concerns with her Facebook posts about Tina. She acknowledged her posts and continued to talk shitty about Tina. This is really off to a great start. I asked if she talked to Tina about her accusations prior to posting them, and she said, nope. Spoken like a true keyboard warrior. We move on to Egypt's stepmom smiling about how grateful she was for the trip they took about a month prior to her murder. She told us that Egypt talked bad about her mother on the trip. Holy shit. I thought we were not to talk about Tina. I told her stepmom that we have heard that Egypt also talked bad about her after the trip. She was shocked and laughed it off. Sucks to hear something negative about yourself, doesn't it? Maybe you should stop dissing Egypt's mother. Maybe you should treat people the way you want to be treated. So quick to talk poorly about Tina, not realizing that Egypt talked to other people besides them, stepmom and friend, about her feelings. We asked why they will not talk to Dave, our PI, anymore. It was right around the time that Steve and Van Buren Township Police tried to put Dave in jail, and they cut off communication with him. Coincidence? Maybe. Their answer was this. He was fired from five different police jobs. Which is not true, so I asked if they talked to him about that, and their freaking answer was, Nope, we Googled him. Hey friend, if I googled your name, I'm going to guess that I'd get a picture of a lady flying on a broomstick wearing a pointed hat. Should I just go with that? Because we all know that everything we read online is 100% true. The truth is, RPI questioned this friend as a possible suspect, just doing his job, and they were all offended by this. Why not just talk to him? If you're innocent, then you should gladly talk and be happy that he's looking into everyone in Egypt's life. Instead, you're offended and stop talking when someone's doing their job. Egypt's stepmom said that RPI sent her very inappropriate texts, but wouldn't show me when I asked to see them. Dwayne and I were concerned because we didn't want to be around someone that was sending texts like that. Well, a few days later, when we were at the 34th District Court with our PI, I surprised him and asked him if I could see all of his correspondence with Egypt's stepmom. He looked at me oddly, but took his phone out right away and scrolled to their text feed. I read every single text communication between them, and nothing, I mean nothing, was inappropriate. At this point, in our very much awkward dinner... Egypt's father tells me from across the table that I am talking too much and he hushes me and tells me it's his turn. I looked at Dee and shut my mouth. I was so embarrassed. It was her father's turn to speak about Steve and Megan, Egypt's neighbors in the duplex. He goes on to tell us that Dave broke into their house two times. Hoping I can talk now, hence the sarcasm. I ask if they have reached out to Dave to hear both sides. Their answer? No, and we will never speak to him again. I respond with, what if Steve is lying? I tried reaching out to Steve to hear his side. Crickets. This is when the friend chimes in and tells me and Dee that Steve will not meet with us. Oh wow, so you're his secretary too? That pointy hat of yours sure plays a lot of roles. Hey friend, can you ask your buddy Steve if he's afraid that we will call him out on his lies? And actually, that goes to you too. Why not talk to as many people as possible if you have nothing to hide? Egypt's friend's next point of contention is that RPI called Child Protective Services on Steve and Megan. Uh, no he didn't. You guys, stepmom got so mad and tells me that I don't know what I'm talking about. I do know who called, and it wasn't RPI. It wasn't me. It wasn't DeWayne. It wasn't Tina. I know exactly who called Child Protective Services on Steve. The truth is that CPS called RPI to ask questions about Steve and their living situation because the person that called CPS knew that Dave had recently been in their home. Who in their right mind would be mad at someone for calling Child Protective Services? Listen to this clip when Van Buren Township Police asked me and Dwayne if we have ever been inside Stephen Megan's side of the duplex.
1: Most of their money comes from raising those stupid dogs, those little bulldogs, the shit all over their house. Have you ever been in the house? Mm -hmm. Filthy. No furniture, nothing.
0: Maybe they were the ones that called. Child Protective Services. And maybe not. If CPS showed up on my doorstep, I would let them in and have at it. I have nothing to hide. Sure, I'd be super annoyed that someone called on me, but I'd eventually realize it was all for the good of my children. Okay, moving on. In case you're wondering, there was not much eating going on. Egypt's dad said he has a problem with Tina because she hangs out with the named suspect. Without hesitation, I reminded him that they hang out with one of the suspects too, Curtis. This triggered something because her dad pulled out his phone and said he will set his timer and I have 30 seconds to talk. What is going on? Yeah, things are not going as planned. Nope, this girl doesn't back down to men. This girl is not going to accept being talked to like that. This girl will not be disrespected in that way. I needed to get out of there. I was so angry. I wanted Dwayne to tell him he can't talk to me that way. But why should I expect that when he has lived with this man much of his life? He has endured his narcissistic tendencies for years. By this time, stepmom had already left the room for at least 10 minutes and friend was clearing the table and exiting the conversation. I got up and said I was leaving. It's not about Egypt anymore. It was getting too intense. I'm out. Holy shit, you guys. That was something that I had never been through before. I walked out. I left Duane. I had my own pity party in my car. I was impulsive and I was furious. See, even us yoga instructors forget to breathe sometimes. Duane didn't deserve me walking out without him. Duane didn't deserve to be caught in the middle once again regarding his sister's murder. Duane, I am so sorry for the way I treated you that night. This is our truth. I do not have a recording of this night, but I did go straight home and write exactly what happened. Writing is very therapeutic for me. This is when I decided that I needed to pull away. I needed to step back. Who the fuck was I to be so involved? Do I really want to be a part of all of this? There were lots of tears and lots of reflecting. No, I can't stop fighting for the truth. I won't step back. I can't stop, and I won't stop being involved in finding Egypt's killer. I do want to be a part of helping this community get a killer off the streets. But yikes. Up next, law enforcement. With how well I was able to communicate with Egypt's family, I'm sure this will go smooth. Well, here is some of our conversation. Due to the extreme sensitivity of Egypt's open and active investigation, I will not go into any details regarding the crime scene and the crime itself. It's 1.36 p.m. on Monday, November 19th, 2018. 515 days since Egypt was disgustingly taken from all of us. 515 days, and never once has Van Buren Township Police reached out to talk with her brother. 515 days of needing one more piece of evidence to put Kenny behind bars. 515 days is too long. Van Buren Township police officers in attendance were Director Lorraine, Chief Wright, Lieutenant Bazzi, and Detective McCarthy. The Chief of Police gives us a not-so-warm welcome of, what questions do you have? Is there anything that you have that, any new information or anything you'd like to share with us that we might not know? We may have it, or you may not know we have it, or we don't have it hold your horses, big guy, I'm exhausted just reading that. That's literally how the meeting started. No, I'm sorry this happened. I'm sorry your family is going through this. I'm sorry for the loss of your sister. Nope, no empathy at all. We tell them that we're here to see where Egypt's case stands and if there has been any progress at this point. Chief Wright tells us, right now, it boils down to what we can prove. So, where we're at right now is where we're at. Wait, what? Then he goes on to say, That's why I said, is there anything additional you might have that we don't know about? That's why I started off like that. Thanks for clearing that up for us. He then informs us that he's now going to have the two detectives answer most of the questions because they work the case. Thanks for that nice introduction. You really made us feel welcome and calm. Psych. And then it starts. The Kenny vs. Curtis Show, Ex-Boyfriend versus Current Boyfriend. The detectives tell us that it's one side or the other because there's really no third option that's raised its head so far. So naturally, Duane and I throw a name out there asking if they've looked into this person. They tell us he's one of the first people they looked at. I asked if they tested his guns at his home to see if they were a match. Their reply? We've looked into some things with him early on in the investigation. His whereabouts was established. We don't believe he had any involvement. Our person of interest after the investigation turned out to be Kenny. As of right now, no information has come across strong enough to pull me off that. You've got to look at motive, means, and opportunity. And unfortunately, the person of interest checkboxed every one of those. You guys notice how he never answered my question. I wanted to know if you tested his freaking guns. Instead, he went straight to convincing us that Kenny was Egypt's killer. We start asking about phones, and after telling us they won't talk about phones, the subject is changed to polygraphs. We weren't going to ask about the polygraphs because they don't really matter because you cannot use them in court. So why waste time discussing them? But, since you brought it up, let's hear what you got. Here's a short clip of the detectives explaining how miserably Kenny failed.
1: Miserably. I sat in on it, I was there, I watched the interview, I interviewed him here. I know when someone's lying to me, I know when someone did something. He failed. Um, Get his name right. he did get his name right in the date. Besides that, he failed. You know, it's like he said, he failed everything.
0: He then starts his love affair with Curtis.
1: Uh Curtis has been over backwards. Curtis has done everything we asked him to do. Curtis has passed his polygraph. Curtis supplied DNA. Curtis supplied swabs at scene. He did everything we asked him to do. Uh
2: Curtis acted appropriately for a person who just lost a loved one. Right. Wow. Sorry,
3: but that's not. I, I don't. No. We don't know who did it. We don't know if it was right. but I'm, but I'm not I'm, saying that no, we are on no, the but, don't side, think, but, but I don't is, think that that's fair to say about somebody because we don't know how someone will react.
2: So that's see. to me. Well, if I'll just tell you this: forwarded. if you lost a family member, you would probably be grief-stricken. But I don't know how
0: I would be. I don't know okay, well, if just I'm I would so just I'm be irate. Just telling you,
2: in my 29 years of experience as law enforcement officer, investigator, we see people all the
3: time. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying that it just sounds like. Because he didn't
4: approach. Let me put it yeah, this. so way.
3: it's that's all. I'm We're saying. not
4: putting all our eggs in one basket. We're just oh, saying we good. have one person. Good. We have one person that's done poorly.
3: Yeah.
4: Everyone else has done fine. If there's new information, we can only take it so far. Okay. I mean, what, when one person who does poorly, doesn't want to talk to us anymore, and gets an attorney and says, "I'm not talking to you. I can't make him. I can't right. prove he did anything."
0: Do you really blame him for not talking to you? You better believe I would lawyer up if you were the detectives. Please, if something happens to me in Van Buren Township, I am begging all of you to roll my ass into the neighboring jurisdiction and then call the police. Thank you. I questioned these veteran detectives how they can name Kenny a person of interest. I kid you not, this is their answer.
3: I'm just curious. We're like, saying how, we how have we have husband. a we have a person of interest.
4: We have a person of interest, person of interest right, now Got it. That it, so it. just looks like he doesn't have good answers. Got it. Everyone else has good answers. Have reasonable answers. They have reasonable explanations. They have reasons to be where they're at. They they cooperate. They're just not they're not causing us to go. Hmm. Now, could it be one of them? Absolutely. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're not going to. Say it's not one of them. I mean, people can trick us all the time, too.
0: Yes, the lead detective on Egypt's unsolved murder admits that he can be tricked all the time and that no one else has caused him to go, Hmm, sure sounds like all of your eggs are in one basket, Easter Bunny. Director Lorraine chimes in and reminds us that there are a lot of years of experience in here. This isn't our first dance with homicides. You might want to find some new tap shoes because the dance you're doing for Egypt sucks. Let's circle back to polygraphs. For some reason, they keep going back to the one thing not permissible in court. They tell us, We had an independent polygrapher that's experienced in Dearborn to polygraph Kenny. And all the fingertips are pointing to one person. Um, that's like dipping your toes into a pool. Just jump the fuck in. We don't want fingertips pointing at her. We want the whole damn body. He goes on to say, At some point, you gotta say, We're not getting any tips from anywhere else. We're not getting any rumors or leads that will target or look at any other individual. Oh, now it's making sense. At some point, you gotta just put a name out there and just maybe ruin his life because you're all out of tips. What if that happened to your son? After 27 minutes, Chief Wright has to step out and says, "For the first time at this meeting, I just want to say I'm very sorry for your guys's loss. Thank you. We appreciate that." Let's talk a little bit about Egypt.
1: Your sister, she's a fighter, right? Yoga, handles herself at the bar. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to put hands on her, she don't know, she's probably gonna whip her ass, right?
2: Mm-hmm
3: never statements like that bother me just because you just never know when you're in that situation right I'm I'm a very tough girl I'm a yoga I'm into all that too I would love to say I would grab their and you would like yeah. yes but in that situation I could curl up and cower like a you don't know what would right. happen so statements like that are just hard for me to hear just because it's not a reason to not look further into anything or further. I understand yeah. your
0: point. He continues by telling us that he has made promises to Egypt's dad that he plans on living up to. Here we go. What about Egypt's dad and mom? At one point, these Van Buren Township detectives tried to manipulate our conversation when I questioned them about talking more to the last person Egypt was with that night, her friend at yoga. His immediate reply to me was You think she killed her? No. No, I have no idea who killed her. That's your job. Remember when you became a detective and you swore to protect your community? Well, there's still a killer on your streets 515 days later. Back to Kenny, their favorite topic.
2: I'm just going to tell you, we have run into more roadblocks from all sorts of different people trying to hinder our investigation. This bar crowd is absolutely ridiculous, okay? Absolutely ridiculous. I've had family members of people, persons of interest. I've
3: mean, had well, hold on, what do you mean by bra- bar crowd? Like the people she works with?
2: The people she hung out with at the bars. Oh, okay. I mean, this this bar crowd here in the Belleville area oh. is a very tight-knit group okay. of people and everybody knows everybody and everybody's been with everybody else and everything else it's just yeah, i was the bartender for a long time so you know what i'm talking about yeah but
3: yeah.
2: it's, it's, it's a, And everybody talks and in one minute they'll say i know this guy did it and the next breath it's oh he could have never done it. i never told the police that i never said this i never said that that's what we run into then we run into family members of people that we look at that send us off on wild goose chases Mm-hmm. We spend days running down mm-hmm. and it turned out to be nonsense. Yeah,
3: but at and least then, you ran on down. That's good, though. But that, I,
1: that's it. But when the people's family is specifically lying to us, they right. know it's a false lead yeah. to get us off <laughs> the person of interest and make us waste three or four days on stuff that we can prove in 30 seconds it didn't happen. Why are they doing it? Why would they do it? No, well, I don't know. Um,
0: Wait. You want to talk about Kenny's family members sending you on wild goose chases that turn out to be nonsense and false leads? That's hysterical. Karma's a bitch. We change the focus to Steve and Megan, Egypt's neighbors in the duplex. This seems to be a touchy subject for them, as the detectives are very quick to jump to their defense of any involvement in their friend's murder. In addition to the clip you heard earlier about most of their money coming from raising those stupid dogs that shit all over their house that's filthy, no furniture, nothing in it, remember that? They also told us that Steve and Megan are just low-level potheads selling something to get groceries or to make a little buck here and there. Are you sure about that? Now back to Kenny again.
2: We keep going in a certain direction towards a certain person. Everything points to this certain person, everything that we have. Anytime we deviate, the path pulls us back. Every time we deviate in this direction, it pulls us back here. Everything is pulling us in one direction. All of our investigation, all of our findings, eight FBI profilers from around the nation have looked at our case. Eight, okay? Eight. Can you tell
3: us who they were?
2: Eight. No. These are these are people from the
3: FBI. I know. I'm just wondering if you can tell us who they are, who that they were you, from the you, FBI.
2: They, they, they're the FBI profilers. They, they're okay. the latest and the greatest. And-
0: Sorry, that makes me laugh every time. Just so you know, I won't believe you until you give me names. I don't give a shit who's the latest and greatest. I want names. I want proof. I asked the detectives on why MSP is not totally involved in the case, and they told me it's because it's their case. MSP is involved if we need assistance. They are available to us. Um, cocky. You guys, listen to this next clip when the director and lieutenant talk about Michigan State Police.
2: Listen, this this is a huge part of our life. Okay, every day I wake up to this, I go to bed with this. This is what we do. This is important to us, just like it's important to your family. Okay, we don't take this lightly. If I could hand this over right now to somebody and say, okay, hey, great, here you go. If you can put this guy in prison, do it.
3: Then do that. Can you do that? Can you give it over to the state? No, if we'll you just there. said we could. They can't, we do can't
4: the state police doesn't have any more they expertise do? on interviewing than our, our guys do. They network, they talk of what they've done in these cases, profiling cases. They know what questions are. Doesn't we're it asked.
3: happen a lot more? Like aren't they around it more and more you no. can't imagine there's many homicides in Belleville. <laughs> well, well, let me explain something. Detroit
4: answer. Detroit, I'll give you Detroit is for example. Mm-hmm. Or bigger like Dearborn. Dearborn police, bigger Southfield, Livonia You can call them. They don't have, when they work a homicide case, they don't call state police and say, hey, we just interviewed. Well, you, we
3: I interview know, I'm anything. not worried about them, though. Well, I'm just giving no, you, I'm just you just
4: give an example. This, yeah. They don't take over cases. They yeah. say, we got our own workload. This is your jurisdiction.
0: First, you tell us that if you could hand the case over to anyone, you would. I ask you to do just that, and you say no. And director Please explain to me how in the world you have the audacity to say that the state police doesn't have any more expertise on interviewing than your guys do. A couple of months ago, you guys told Tina and RPI that you get two, maybe three homicides a year. Guess what? I confirmed that just one of the many Michigan State Police Detectives working on Egypt's case worked ten, not two, not three, not even seven. He alone worked ten homicides in 2020. Humble pie, anyone? Back to Kenny. Dwayne, and I explained to them that we are just hoping that you're not only looking at Kenny. Maybe he did it and needs to be put away, but maybe he didn't. The detective's reply was that as of today's date, 515 days later, no other credible lead has led us further away from our person of interest. Well, I hope you take into consideration what we have said to you today. Here we go again.
1: All we need is one more little. little. Don't have three, big. It can be little. Huh. Then we're going to submit it. Then we're going to get eviction. We need one more small thing. This town protects their own. People in this town, even if they think this guy did it, can tell themselves, that, oh, fuck, no, he's a great guy. I go on a lake with him. I party with him. I smoke weed. He's a great guy. I love him. He could... Now, they say that the first night, oh, Stone Cold Killer. Mm-hmm. A couple months later, after they're on the lake together, chill They love him. Mm-hmm. U of M games. Oh, great guy. His mom, you know, she's a sweetheart. She's a town drinker. Hey, we're all cool. We hang out at the same bars. We're great. He couldn't have did it. He loved her.
0: Are you seriously going to talk about Kenny's mother? My sons are 13 and 11. I have some Yo Mama jokes that will tear you up. You want to go, McCarthy? Bazzi has the nerve to tell us that sometimes you just got to go with your instinct. Wait, What? Not in a fucking homicide. You never go with your instinct, Chip. You go with facts, and facts only. Back to convincing us that Kenny took Egypt's life. He tells us that they've got to take certain things into account. He has a history of violence towards her. He has a history of putting holes in the wall. He came in here and gave me the world's shittiest interview I've ever seen in 22 years. And he failed his polygraph. And then he tells me to fuck off. I'm not talking to you again. Um, what if you have a history of being a dipshit? You have a history of putting holes in solving crimes. You came to us with the world's shittiest investigation skills I've seen in 40 years. And you tell me that you know who killed Egypt, but just need one more piece of evidence 515 days later. I just might say, fuck off, I'm not talking to you again. More of the Kenny versus Curtis show.
2: His polygraph was not inconclusive. Okay, thank it was you. an epic fail. Thank you. That's he what failed I it miserably. Miserably. Okay.
3: Okay. Okay. Right,
2: right, perfectly clear. I heard it. Miserably. The other gentleman who took it. Okay.
1: Go ahead. The other gentleman <laughs> who took it that people wish to put more into? Was he a good guy to your sister when they did it years ago? No, it sounds like he was a total asshole and he admits it. Finding I did a lot of interviews on their new relationship. They're getting, you know, he won the jackpot. He won her. He was moving in with her. She was moving in. He was moving in. He was happy. They were fucking ecstatic from what we can tell. If you got other information, if you got other stuff, tell me. Okay? She was happy. He was happy. I went through messages between those two. There was no anger there. They still had a relationship to the point where it wasn't crazy yet. It wasn't, it was love again. Life was good. Why are you going to kill your jackpot? You waited. You woman of your dreams. You're not. You're losing her. Fuck you. I'm out. I, you bought me a house. I don't want that shithole house on that street. No. I don't want that house. Have a nice day. I know the key to your door. You're leaving me. I'm a fucking, I'm never going to do better. Boom. It, it, ha- it It's a shitty thing.
0: If that isn't blaming Kenny, then I don't know what is. Moving on.
3: Was, was there, and maybe you can't answer this. But. I'm just going to tell you, I probably can't
1: answer much anything about what you're going to ask me, about any evidence. We can't talk about it. What I can tell you is, if you live there. Well, <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and ask it. No,
3: to me. I mean, this is just kind of frustrating. Like, I feel like it's so defensive and so it's like, not. It's, it's not, not defensive.
1: You but what you're we're trying to put on
3: like, just an arrogant feeling, and I just don't. I just okay. feel like I'm getting, like, belittled, and listen, belittled. You're not being I'm
2: belittled. So Let me ask you a question. What do you do for a living?
3: I'm an educator. I'm you're, a teacher. Okay, you're a teacher. How many,
2: I wouldn't expect you to be doing. Um,
3: if you're comparing my job to your job, <laughs> then yes.
2: I ha- don't know the first thing about teaching first grade. Okay. I don't. And I couldn't even oh, imagine. No, I want to. <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge job. Yeah. For
3: kids.
0: It's just- Here we go again, tips. Yes, teaching is a huge job with kids. The director then suggests that rather than asking questions that they can't answer, we should just give them information. Give them names and tell them why we feel that way. We aren't going to say that you said it. Uh, I call BS on that one? There is zero part of me that believes you won't run to these people and throw us under that bus you probably couldn't find in Stephen Megan's house. Because you did just that. Here's a side note, you guys. One of the people we suggested that they look further into called us and told us that Van Buren Township Police called him in for a polygraph and told him that it was Tina and us that brought his name up. And another person said to us, the police told me that you guys and your mom think that I killed Egypt. And you, Van Buren Township Police, want the community to trust you? back to kenny
1: if i can prove someone did it i don't care i'll buy told, i'll buy the other guy a hamburger and a beer and say hey man sorry for breaking your bag okay. but everything pointed us to it, you but i don't think that's going to happen
0: if i was a betting lady i'd wager pretty good odds that kenny will take a ginormous pass on that one although if i was him i'd order the entire menu and walk out on your ass they switched topics over to Tina now, Egypt's mother.
1: She gets upset, which I understand. Mm-hmm. And earlier on in the investigation, the information was getting out, you know, and it, she probably didn't mean it. She probably didn't realize that she was saying it. Because I don't, I don't you're think. you sure anything. it
3: was her? I, I don't know. I'm yeah, just you know, saying, I'm you're sure. But pretty confident is different than being okay, sure. Look, no, no. Listen, you you want to pick say that say apart. No. Oh, would you no. let me say 100%. Yeah, that's what I want to know, because if it's How not 100%, okay. then uh, don't blame. That's that's just my, okay. you okay.
4: can, right. there we go again. He's speaking.
3: No. That's fine. I'm trying to be okay.
4: more I'm, so if, I'm trying to we be were sure that we'd, we'd be going to trial right now on this case. We'd yes. have somebody in custody.
3: Yes.
1: I, we just no, no, can't No, I'm saying are you sure that Tina's saying stuff? We decided we say sure because said a couple times. We can't share any information. We're just not going to share. We're we're going to come in and speak with you. I will. Lieutenant Bazzi will. 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 Anytime you email me, I'm going to email you back. You call me, I'm going to call you back.
0: I hate liars, especially when they get paid over $100,000 a year. Director says that he hopes her father stays around here and that he was always big into public safety, so he knew all the officers. He told us about the police ride-alongs that her father went on with them and that he is a great guy. Aww, do I smell a bromance. The director then tells us it's so frustrating because Egypt was so well-known and that can happen to her, and we can't find out who the killer is. No shit, Sherlock. So give her case to someone that can back to kenny
4: just remember this so we
1: just keep saying shut. and your people do the right thing other people have came in and talked to us from the attorneys hey man i'll answer any questions okay where were you boom 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 we can find out where you were we know where you were we confirm where you were other people once you know people take polygraphs thinking they can beat it you can't you really can't not anymore this stuff is incredible i'm
3: I've got it such an educational aspect. We watch Dr. Phil. We get it. Hey, that's what you We get it. Hey,
1: I'm telling you what. The stuff they use in Dearborn blows Dr. Phil's stuff out of the water. It's incredible.
0: Yes. You heard that correctly. Detective McCarthy told us that the polygraph equipment they use in Dearborn, Michigan blows Dr. Phil's stuff out of the water. I can't even right now. After some more nonsense, and Duane and I in complete shock that these are the guys in control of Egypt's justice, the director tells me that I'm wasting all of my talents being a teacher. He told me to get my butt in the police academy. Uh, no thank you. He turned to Duane and said, she's good. Actually, I wish I wasn't this good. I wish you would do your job so I didn't have to learn it for you. The director continues to tell me that since I have a degree, I can go right to the police and that any police department would suck me right up. Uh, never would I ever work for you. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You are a disgrace to police work, in my opinion. Back to Kenny and polygraphs. Before we left, McCarthy needed to throw out there that their polygraph guy, yes, that's what he called him, has never been wrong yet. Well, there's a first time for everything, Don, but thanks for that tidbit that cannot be used in court. McCarthy goes on to brag about how good he is at interviewing. He told us that that fucker, Kenny, lied to him bad and that Curtis did a nice job and he's goofy and goddamn cried a lot. Where is the empathy in this department? Towards the conclusion of this shit show of a meeting, we were told that Van Buren Township Police will not railroad anybody. They will not railroad anybody. But Kenny fits the bill. Can you imagine if this happened to your son, your brother, your loved one? What if this happened to you? I gave you a ton of information today, but we feel it's very important to show families what truly happens. Of course, this is not everyone's story, but it's our story. Again, at the time of this recording, no one has been convicted of murdering our loved by many, Egypt Covington. But there have been three men arrested, arraigned, and charged with her murder. At this point, Kenny is not one of them. This kind of police work needs to stop. This kind of police work is not okay. Too many families suffer from this kind of police work. This needs to stop, and we won't stop being warriors until then. Van Buren Township Police Department does, in fact, have some wonderful officers in that department. The problems lie at the top, and that is an issue.
1: You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss... Has to happen. I don't have all the answers.
0: It has been three and a half years since does. Egypt was so horrifically taken from all of us. It has been three and a half years of obstacles and lies from the police. It has been three and a half years that no family should ever have to go through. Next week, I will tell you the steps we took to bring Egypt's name back into the public's eye we were met with obstacles that we never thought would happen. Egypt, we can't stop and we won't stop fighting for you and every other victim that deserves justice. Please join our Facebook group, Justice for Egypt, the truth behind the investigation, for more information, where DeWayne and I go live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. A huge thank you to singer and songwriter Mr. Peace for allowing us the rights to use the song Where'd You Go? featuring our beloved Egypt Covington. We appreciate you. Can't wait for next week.
1: I in June of this year It wasn't that long ago I gave her a hug And told her I missed her and to stay in touch She said sure thing, but little did I know Those would be the last words coming from her throat That I would hear prior to her death I'd give anything to hear just half her breath Just give me an hour or even five
3: minutes To hold her once more, just one last visit I want to let her know it'll all be okay but maybe she already is and there's no need to say Where'd you go? I miss